This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What is up, everybody? We are here in Sandy Springs, Georgia, right outside of downtown Atlanta in this beautiful real estate uh, building. Beautiful around here. Well, our guest today, you might ask, why are you interviewing a real estate agent? Well, the story goes back a long time ago. Our guest today spent over a decade in corporate America and learned quite a bit uh, dealing with some big companies and, and some big numbers and some you know real-life corporate world experience for over a decade. And then he had the itch to start his own landscaping company and did so. And uh, it actually went very, very well, but uh, with some doctor recommendation, uh, it was time to go another direction. And so he sold the business, and uh, now we're here in these beautiful real estate offices. And uh, our guest today is Mr. Matt LaMarche. So looking forward to hearing his business story and what he has learned along the way. Now, I want to also take a moment and thank uh, our friend Caleb Allman for sponsoring today's show. You guys can check out Caleb's How to Install Pavers course at howtoinstallpavers.net where Caleb does a two and a half hour comprehensive guide where he will teach you the starting point for advancing your skills and career in hardscaping. He also has a course on how to install retaining walls. So head on over to howtoinstallpavers.net if you are interested in learning more about getting started in hardscaping. Also want to thank today's show sponsor, Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. It's the easy to use app that powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Now, folks, Jobber is offering a free trial and 20% off your first six months. That is quite a deal. All you got to do is use our link, which is in today's show's notes. You click on that link, which is getjobber.com forward slash IM forward slash green industry, and you can sign up, no strings attached, try it out for two weeks and uh, see if you like it. And I'm sure you will. Well, before we start this conversation, I just have to give a big uh, thank you to Mr. Matt LaMarche. It was Matt and a handful of other folks, you all know who you are, who years ago encouraged me to start this show. So it's kind of full circle because Matt was just a true friend and just calling me out and saying, you can do this, go for it, go for it, stop making excuses. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but Matt was an encourager and and inspired me to start this show when my uh, schedule was really stretched thin and I didn't have the time to do it. But uh, with the encouragement of Mr. Matt LaMarche and uh, a handful of other, you guys know exactly who you are. I really appreciate you. So it's kind of a full circle moment for me today to get to come back and actually interview Matt. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Matt LaMarche. All right, guys, we're here in sunny Sandy Springs with the man himself. He is a business typhoon. He is uh, all about small business. We're excited to get to hear today from Mr. Matt LaMarche. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for coming down. This is awesome, Matt. Well, tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurship business story. You have such a passion for business. Where did that all start? Yeah, man. So, you know, if you want to take it way back, my first business failed pretty, uh, pretty disastrously. <laughs> I used to sell stuff for people on eBay and, um, did that for about two, two and a half years. And, um, I tell you, man, like it, it happened quick. <laughs> it happened. What real. year was that? That was before we got married. Um, so like 13, 14, 15 years ago, somewhere in there. Okay. And, um, 
yeah, it was rough, man. And, and the business was going great for like two years and then just gone, you know, overnight, pretty much. It felt like it really took about six months, but, uh, I learned a lot and, um, you know, kind of had to bite my lip and, and bite my tongue on my entrepreneurial journey, but went to work for corporate America for about 12, 15 years or so. And uh, a couple of years ago, I just got the itch again. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta prove to myself that I can do this again, you know? So I uh, started a lawn care and landscaping business. I was working at Staples, a uh, large, you know, office products company. I was working in their facilities division, um, but was just really unsatisfied. And then some changes in that business happened that uh, just kind of pushed me out of it more or less. So I started my business part-time in the fall, as you know, and pretty much everyone knows listening. The fall is the slowest time of the year. If you can make yeah. it in the fall, <laughs> you're good in the spring and summer, hopefully. Um, and so I started the business part-time for about six months. LaMarche Landscaping. Yeah, LaMarche Landscaping LLC. Went and registered, got all the business and checking accounts and everything set up. And um, and yeah, September, I kind of started it part-time, nights and weekends while I was working my full-time job. And I think that's a, a common thing that most guys don't think about is that you've got to just start cold turkey or stop cold turkey, one thing or the other. And there is a way to overlap and transition slowly into creating a new business. And so uh, for me, I didn't really have a choice. I couldn't, I didn't have any customers or anything. I couldn't stop working my full-time yeah. gig and with a wife and two kids, depending on me as well. Um, it was this was easy. September of what year? That was September of 2015. Okay. But yep. your wife had a steady good job at that time. Fortunately. And, and beyond that, even if, uh, even if she didn't, she gave me the bandwidth and the opportunity to mm-hmm. really just tackle this thing and, and really try to make it work. Um, so without her consistent support and love behind me, it would have been a disaster probably like the first time. But, um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, you know, fast forward three and a half years, um, I, uh, I kind of had some health issues and not nothing serious. I mean, just, you know, habitual work like you do out in the heat. Heat. It's not hot today, but it's it gets hot out here in the summer. <laughs> it does. And, you know, you're drinking a lot of liquids. You're trying to eat right. And I, I try to keep a healthy lifestyle outside of work and uh, work out a lot and stuff. And so uh, trying to maintain all of that is is hard, especially when you are in the heat all day. And here in Georgia, it starts in like May and goes through like this year, October, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is a little crazy, but, uh, but yeah, three and a half years. And, uh, this past March, I sold the business, um, to another landscaper in the area that was kind of looking to fill the void geographically here. He had a little business in, uh, Dunwoody and a little business over in Smyrna and for everyone that's, um, not from Georgia, that's like the North side of Atlanta. But, um, but anyway, so my business fit perfectly into his plan, which was to expand and, and build more of a business here in the middle where he was lying. So what was kind of going on in your life and family where you started realizing you wanted to transition? Was it you wanted to get out of landscaping or another opportunity came on? You're like, that's what I want to be doing. Yeah, kind of a mix. I mean, you know, I've, I've always had an interest in real estate. We have a rental property that we own and manage. And uh, my wife used to be a real estate agent as well. And so I've always kind of had an interest in it. And the first business that I started that failed, um, about that same time, I was thinking and, and pondering whether or not I should get into real estate at that time, which, thank God, it didn't work out. Because had I started then, I wouldn't know what I know now. And I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be as successful as, as I am. And, you know, I'm not certainly you know, producing what I want to. I'm always striving and reaching for new goals. But for my first year in real estate, I did pretty darn good. <laughs> so, um, but if I had started 12, 13, 14 years ago, it would have it would have been a disaster probably. I didn't learn 
anything until the last, you know, 10, 12 years when I really got back into corporate America and got to see sales and marketing in action on a large scale. And if you just whittle it down, you can make it work for a small business. Yeah. So you sold the business in March of 2019. Mm -hmm. And when did you decide that you're going to try to transition and sell it? Yeah. So it happened really, really quickly. Um, My doctors and physical therapists and massage therapists and chiropractor were all like, look, if you're going to continue to do this, you need to get out of the field and depend more on employees, basically, to make your business work. And, um, you know, all basically all fall and all winter, I'm like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What am I, you know, what's next for me, basically? And so uh, my wife and I sat down one night and I told her, I was like, I think I need to go into real estate. I've always loved it. I um, have a passion for, you know, buyers and sellers and and making that marriage work. Um, And so in November of 2018, I went and took my real estate licensing course and then in December, passed the test and joined uh, Keller Williams First Atlanta here, where we're sitting today in January, January 1st, actually. So, so you haven't even done this for a whole year. No, this is yeah, 11 months 11 in. 11 and a half months. And you're crushing it, huh? <laughs> we're getting there. I mean, you know, I think it depends on who you ask. If you ask other uh, agents, they're probably like, I mean, it was a good solid first year. But uh, people that aren't in the business, they're probably like, this is amazing. You're doing great, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm never satisfied. So yeah. it's just that constant hustle. You've earned constant. the nickname from Naylor, let's smash it. <laughs> <laughs> His last name's Lamar. She calls him, let's smash it. Because in business, you are just uh, very intentional and proactive and profitable. So well, we're, we're not surprised at all. Well, I appreciate that, Naylor. And thanks, uh, Paul. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I, I don't think it really matters what you do. I think if people watch you and appreciate what you do and how you do it and the integrity that you put behind your business, but also the work because it does take work. Even the first business that failed took a lot of work. And even though it failed, I learned probably more from that than I did my successes um, in any business. So, um, you know, when people see that work and they see that effort being put in, they want to help you. They want to support you. And I think consistency, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about uh, social media, is is very, very important, not just in your business, but on social media and in creating processes to build your business that are ultimately going to make it successful. Yeah. So how did you uh, come across the buyer for your, your landscaping business? And I want to really kind of go in depth on sure. what did you learn now looking back for somebody who's like, I'm Matt, I want to start go into the direction of selling my business or even building your business from the beginning to sell it at the highest possible, you know, price you can sell it for. What's, sure. What did you learn in that process? Sure. Well, I mean, I think the one thing we got to kind of realize, and, and you guys probably listening understand that, you know, every customer has a price. Um, they're willing to uh, hire you and get you to do certain things for them for a price. And so the market dictates all, and it doesn't matter what anyone tells you your business is worth um, really it comes down to what someone will pay. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, um, you know, what, what other people might think your business is worth or um, even what some business professionals might say it's worth. Um, ultimately, it comes down to what someone will pay. And so to give you an, uh, an idea, a rough idea of, you know, my business, the first year, 2016 was our first full year. We did about $200,000 in revenue. It was me and one other guy. My second year, we bumped it up to about 250 to 275. Took on a lot more work. Obviously, I kind of figured out what our strengths and weaknesses were. What profit margins were y'all hitting with the 200,000 and the 250? Yeah, I mean, so once all the bills were paid, taxes and everything, uh, we had profitability of about 20%. Okay. So 40,000 the first year, about 45 the, the next year. 
but the third year is where we really hit a nice stride. And so we did about $225,000 our third year. And again, this is just me and one other guy the whole time, right? Yeah. And so um, that last year, we ended up hitting about 25%. So, you know, our revenue came down a little bit, but our profitability got a lot better and we became a lot more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. So then can you tell us about the sale? How did you, um, how did that all go down? Sure. So in the fall, I got my license, started in real estate January. And, um, you know, January, February, March is kind of a still, again, slow time, but you're starting to think about your business planning. You're starting to execute on what you can, getting the customers in the door that you can, you know, signing up contracts and stuff. And um, in February, my lead supervisor at the time, and at this point, I kind of worked myself out of the truck. I had one full-time guy and one part-time guy doing all of the work. So we had about 50 accounts, 55 accounts. And um, so I wasn't on the truck every day, but when one of them would call out, uh, I'd be back on it. So in February, my lead supervisor came to me and he said, look, I've got a great opportunity. He was a diesel technician um, and he wanted to move to Florida and pursue kind of his next chapter. Um, so he moved to Florida in March and pretty much all of February for me was nothing real estate related. It mm. was sell the business. And yeah. so he told me, I think he gave me about 30 days notice. Mm-hmm. So early February we spent um, positioning the business to sell and I basically put it on Craigslist. Oh, wow. About three days later, <laughs> had a buyer come to the table and um, three weeks later sold it to him. Wow. So, so you put up... Um, all my equipment and all my accounts? Truck, trailer, mowers, blowers. I mean, all the equipment plus the accounts. And so wow. to give you guys some frame of context, and, and again, the reason I say it's not, what, it's not worth what you think it is or anyone else, it's what someone will pay. It's just like a house, you yeah. know, um, or a camera or microphones or a cell phone. It's, it's the market dictates all. So uh, I put it out for $50,000. I was like, I think if, you know, the truck was a 2009, it was pretty decent shape and I thought market value of all of this stuff looks like about twenty-five dollars to $30,000. And I think the accounts are probably worth about twenty to twenty-five, maybe thirty on the high end if I think I can get really aggressive with it. But um, this guy was serious from the very beginning and uh, made me an offer for just the accounts um, for $20,000, $25,000, something like that. And um, we basically prorated each account down mm-hmm. to a monthly revenue stream as well as a profit stream. And he worked on his numbers. I worked on mine. He came back at 15. We met in the middle at like 20 and sold it for $20,000. Okay. Now, what about all the equipment? Yeah, I ended up keeping um, about half of it for my own, <laughs> for my own property. Um, so I had, at the time, I had a 48-inch Skag a V-Ride. Uh, I had a 31-inch or a 30-inch Toro um, Time Master and then two weed whackers, two backpack blowers. So the back, one backpack blower went away, the other weed whacker went away. And then I sold the Skag to a guy in uh, Alabama and sold the trailer to the guy that actually put my decals on the trailer for me. Wow. <laughs> which uh, is kind of cool. So he had as a sign shop up in Kennesaw that uh, he needed some extra space, just got in a truck, wanted a trailer. So he actually bought the trailer for me. So the accounts that you sold off, Matt, did you have those under contract for 2019? Or how did you go about how did you know that when this guy showed up, he was going to get paid and those were going to continue with you being gone? Yeah, absolutely. Was there any attrition there? Yeah, so initially when we kind of first talked about it, you know, I told him what I thought the business was worth. He told me. We met in the middle. And then basically um, we we said anyone that communicates to us that they're not going to stay with him, um, that was my customer. And some of these guys had never met face-to-face. I mean, I had 10 customers of the 50 
that I'd never met face to face, that I'd never shaken their hand, never given them estimates, you know, in person. It was yeah. all virtually. Um, and so when uh, when we started actually getting into the nitty gritty of it, two weeks before we were supposed to close on the sale, he sent an email out to all the clients and said, "Look, Matt's selling the business to me. Um, you can expect the same great service and you know the same services that we've always offered are going to mm-hmm. be here." The difference is that the name changes. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, he had five crews. So he was basically just going to add one crew kind of here in the middle, geographically yeah. speaking. Um, so there were two, maybe three that fell off. So originally we started off at like $22,000, $23,000. By the time it was all said and done, we settled in at like $20,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, those those accounts were $150 a month, you mm-hmm. know, producing $20, $30, $40 in profit every mm-hmm. single month for that guy. So... Um, so it worked out. I mean, it, you know, again, for me in the tight time frame that I had to kind of make work, my guy was leaving at the end of March. Yeah. I was already in real estate. I had my first closing in March. So it was like, okay, all this stuff is happening, but I really got to focus in on what I want to kind of move forward with, you know, and put yeah. together my plan for, for the rest of this year. So, uh, March 29th, I think it was a Friday, mm-hmm. sold the business, wrote the contract, signed it all. He gave me a check and we both walked away and, you know, there was a little bit of back and forth about a month after that, um, you know, basically through April, I was getting a ton of phone calls still that had a a separate line for Lamarche Landscaping Mm -hmm. that I gave to him. So Mm -hmm. all the new calls coming in, we had a great reputation in this area Mm -hmm. and about 35 reviews on nextdoor.com. The next closest guy had like 12 <laughs> and then the guy beneath him had like 10 and then the guy beneath him had like eight. And between them, they probably had 30, 40, 50, a hundred years in experience. Um, and I had three. So if there's like one piece of advice and next door is a little older now, but when I first got on it for my business, um, I mean, I was crushing it. Mm-hmm. So everyone that we did a job for, I don't care if it was spreading 20 bales of pine straw, a hundred yards of mulch, cutting the grass every month. I mean, it just didn't matter. I would go back to them and I'd say, look, it would mean the world to me if you would review me on Facebook, on on um, Yelp, on pretty much anywhere you can leave a review. Yeah. And I will reward that behavior. And I did. I gave $25 gift cards to pretty much everyone that did. So 35 times 25, it's <laughs> a lot of money, but that made the phone ring. And I yeah. never had to go chase dollars. Uh, the phone was always ringing. So Yeah. Well, I think that segue is perfect. You're talking about crushing it on social media. And whether you own a landscaping company, lawn care company, you're in real estate, Social media is incredible uh, opportunity. So how is Matt LaMarche, social media? I know you're a big Gary V guy. I am. Give us some social media insights here, my man. Yeah, I mean, you know, what was kind of cool about um, in the landscaping business was I was using Snapchat to document my days. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that, like, I was doing that for more business. A lot of people were thinking I was doing it for, like, cloud. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> like, the number of followers. or I mean, I probably have the smallest following of anyone ever in the industry. Um, but it was really, really a tight-knit group. And oh, there yeah. was a ton of engagement. And I think one of the coolest videos I ever got to, sh- to shoot was actually through the Snapchat spectacles and showing how much I engage with my audience. Because... Mm-hmm. As Gary Vee says, right, it's not just about putting it out there. It's about the engagement. It's about the back and forth. And that's where the relationships get built, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I met you through Snapchat. I yeah. met a lot of guys in that industry through Instagram and Snapchat and even Facebook. So, uh, but for me, the the Snapchat to YouTube transition really was for my kids. Like, I want my kids and their kids and their kids to come back and watch YouTube and go, man, Grandpa, great-grandpa, great-great-grandpa was a straight-up hustler, like, just would push 
and push and push. And, um, and you know, it's, it's one thing to run a business, but it's another thing to run a business and document it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of work to run a business, but it takes even more work to run the business and try to document what's working, what's not working, what's successful, what's unsuccessful. Cause it's not all roses. I mean, as you know, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's rainbows and unicorns, but then there's days that you're like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Why am I really supposed to be an entrepreneur? So, um, so anyway, but yeah, for me, um, social media is really simple. Um, I'm doing it for legacy, just like Gary Vee is. I'm trying to build a big, big company um, for for the good of my kids, not to hand it off to them, not to you know put the silver spoon in their in their uh, mouth, but really it is to show them that if you want something you got to go after it. Like no one's going to give it to you. No one's going to hand it to you. No one's going to really even help you out along the way. Like you got to do everything. And um, it's really important to me that long after I'm gone, that not just my family, but people that knew me really well understand that that was my focus. I was trying to build a big business. I was trying to treat people right. And, you know, there's people out there that, that don't see that, that they think I'm doing it for a myriad of other reasons. But mm-hmm. when you really get to know me, you hopefully understand that, you know, the reason I'm doing this is so much bigger than a couple hundred followers, a couple thousand followers on Instagram yeah. or Facebook or anything else. So how has that, cause you were established in the lawn care landscaping community mm-hmm. and respected. And now you're in the real estate community and, but I see you bringing over the social media. You're just doing it in a little bit different flow. Yep. So what's it like making that transition? And do people like, man, this guy's ahead of the game or what's this guy doing? Why is he on his phone? Why is he on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling through TikTok. There's all these 21 year old girls, you know, <laughs> doing their little dances. And then there's Matt LaMarche. That's right. right. Walking through a house. <laughs> Walking no. through a house, riding your bike. That was a funny <laughs> one, man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, um, it's really interesting and, and social media does one thing for me at least it puts a megaphone on whatever your message is right so whether you're a lawn care guy or you're uh, an entrepreneur or a real estate agent or a comedian even right like I think it just puts a megaphone on who you are and it exposes who you are and I understand that probably better than most people but what I would give kudos to the guys in the lawn care and landscaping industry and I mean we could name drop until the cows come home but so many guys in real estate don't understand the power of social media. Mm. So when I came here to this office and I kind of told my team leader what my idea was about social media and how I was going to do it differently, he's like, I love it. Let's do it. Good. You know, because no one else was doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of joke with him that I want to be the digital mayor of Sandy Springs. I have zero desire and my wife would absolutely never allow me to run for (laughs) actual mayor of Sandy Springs. But I want to be the digital mayor. I want to go out. I want people to recognize me. And I want to be the connector for people. So I want you to come for me for real estate needs, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for the new hot restaurant in Sandy Springs, or if you're looking for a chiropractor or a fitness studio or whatever you're looking for, mm-hmm. I want to be the first person that you come to, especially when you move to this area. Like if you have no idea, you just came from California, New York, Chicago, wherever, you land in Atlanta or specifically Sandy Springs, I want everyone in this city, all 110,000 people to point to me and go, you need to go talk to Matt because I'll get you plugged into, you know, one-stop shop. I'll get you everything you need, your cleaners, your, and what's great about that is that there's endless content. So there's um, 755 businesses in Sandy Springs that are just part of the chamber Mm -hmm. of commerce here, right? But there's probably thousands of businesses for me to go and talk to and interview and figure out 
you know, not just what they do, but what makes them special. The, mm-hmm. the people behind the businesses is really what's cool. And those, those are the kind of 40 conversations or so that I've had over the last year that have really just opened my eyes that, A, people like the content, but B, people really want to continue it. They want to meet new people in their community. And social media is a great way to do that but we don't always take the first step in person. So if I feel like I've seen you in a video, I feel like there's a, there's a breakdown now. The mm-hmm. wall between you and I is down. It's out of the way. And now I kind of feel like I know you. Yeah. Um, and so taking my Snapchat journey and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff that I was doing daily and now into real estate is just a different strategy, really. Um, the legacy is still there. I still want my kids to watch these videos of business owners and nonprofits and the mayor and everyone else that I've interviewed and go, wow. Dad knew everyone. <laughs> so how's your selling springs? I've been watching this on LinkedIn and, and your show. So you started that to kind of be the authority and the, that, that tell us about selling Sandy Springs for yeah, someone who's not been watching. Sure. So selling Sandy Springs is a weekly show that I do on Facebook and YouTube and it's on Instagram as well. But we, uh, we put out a video or so every couple of days now I'm trying to catch back up on that. But every Monday at 10 a.m. I release a video on Uh, Facebook and YouTube that is anywhere from two minutes to 30 minutes of someone that lives, works, or plays in the city. So our our first uh, episode was with the mayor of Sandy Springs, Rusty Paul. The last one that I just did was with uh, Barry the Hatchet, where you Mm -hmm. throw hatchets at a wall. Um, Kind of a unique, you know, event um, space. So, I mean, and anything in between. Dentists, doctors, I mean, anyone that you would probably start to look for as soon as you move to Sandy Springs, I want to be the funnel, basically. So um, if you're looking for a dentist or if you're looking for a doctor, or if you're looking for a place to work out, um, I've interviewed tons of those different places. You can go, you can actually meet the owner via the video. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's been really, really popular. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. Three months into it, I was kind of like, is this working or not? And uh, we were out at dinner one night with the kids and my wife and sat down and Melissa and I were talking about it. And she was like, so how do you feel about selling Sandy Springs? And I was like, I mean, I feel good about it, but, you know, I'm not really getting much feedback, you know, and I'm always asking for criticism and feedback. And uh, and then, uh, I mean, not 30 seconds later, a lady walked up and said, hey, are you Matt LaMarche with selling Sandy Springs? And I was like, seriously, three months in, that's amazing. So. Of course, I just had to continue. <laughs> I couldn't stop then if people were actually watching it. So, uh, but I now have gotten some really good feedback and some really good criticism. And, you know, all of it's really good. You know, they, they want to hear more about the people because the people is what makes a city special. It's not just the business. It's not just the nonprofit. It's really a holistic view of starting with the people and then the ideas behind the business. And, the ideas behind the nonprofit and being able to tell those stories is really, really cool. And it gives you a deeper connection to the community, I think. Hey guys, I want to take a moment and tell you about Caleb Almond's How to Install Pavers course. I was uh, around Caleb years ago when he put out his first version of this. It was on a DVD and he was so passionate that he was able to help teach folks how to install pavers. Well, Caleb had the bright idea. Well, I think some other folks encouraged Caleb <laughs> with the bright idea. Why don't you put it online? So that once people buy it, boom, they don't have to wait for a DVD to come in the mail, but they can watch it immediately. And uh, Caleb did just that with his 2.0 version. You can stream it immediately after you purchase it. It's only $99. And Caleb put together a two and a half hour comprehensive guide where he goes in detail of how 
to install pavers. He also has another course on how to install retaining walls. So if you wanted to develop skills in hardscaping, let Caleb teach you for only $99. That is an incredible deal. And that link is in today's show's notes, howtoinstallpavers.net. I also wanted to tell you about the software Jobber. Jobber is basically your business's command center. Everything you need to run a business, whether you need to send out an invoice, you can do that through Jobber. And then, boom, your customer pays. You store that card on file. Maybe you charge them the same every single month. All you got to do is automate it. And then, boom, the first of the month or whatever date you set up, you get to charge your customer. You can you know, send out quotes. You can manage your team. You can set your calendar. There's so many features in Jobber, and their team is so helpful. You can set up calls with them. They will walk you through everything you could possibly want to know or need to know about Jobber. They are very proactive in making sure you understand how to navigate everything. And you can actually start a free trial for two weeks. You can just try it out and see if you like Jobber. And that link is also in today's show's notes at getjobber.com forward slash IM forward slash green industry. So if you want the how to install pavers course or you want to try a free trial with Jobber, make sure you visit the show's notes. And now back to our conversation with Matt LaMarche. Tell us a little bit, Matt, uh, about the real estate, about, you know, how many houses have you sold? How do you, you know, I'm, I'm curious. You said you had a great year. Tell us a little bit about it, man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I try to, anytime I set a goal, I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I think that's a little too big. <laughs> I think that's a little too much. But um, I don't reach the levels that I reach if I don't set those goals. You yeah. know, in my lawn care and landscaping business, I thought, man, if we could do $150,000 a year, We'll be crushing it, right? Mm -hmm. And then to do $50,000 more than that in the first year was like, okay, so great. Let's just push it to the next level, you know? So for real estate, I, I set the goal to sell 10 properties this year, buy or sell, either way, 10 transactions. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm at four right now. Now okay. I have one referral that's out, so I may get five or six in here at the very last minute. It's what, December 4th. <laughs> but the reason I set that goal was because I felt like if I could kind of put my stamp on it this first year, then next year would be even better. So you know about social proof and how mm -hmm. all you got to do is show up every week, cut that grass, make that cash, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so uh. after the neighbors see you doing it, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 weeks in a row, I mean, if you got that account for a year or more, you can be consistent, right? The problem is when you're there on a Monday and then the next week you're there on a Wednesday and then the next week you're there on a Friday, they see inconsistency and they, mm -hmm. they figure out they can't depend on you. So real estate's the exact same way. They need the social proof. They need to, th to see that other people trust you with their largest asset that they've ever had, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was really good because I, I worked my tail off while I was trying to sell the, the landscaping business. The first three months of last year, though, was basically just a wash mm -hmm. because I had to get back into the lawn care truck. I had to go drive. I had to go cut grass. And I didn't have the chance to go explore what I could do with real estate full time and pour everything into it. Still work nights and weekends, though. Again, kind of that transitional thing where you overlap a little bit. And um, in March, I had my first closing um, up in Marietta, just right up the road here. I worked in it. I got that lead from an open house. That was a... You 
sold a house or bought? Or? So I represented the buyers. Okay. Yep. So they were looking, they were at an open house that I was working um, and they purchased a home about three weeks later that was a different home that wasn't even the open house, uh, but was around the corner from it. And um, they liked me. They trusted me, I mean, pretty much immediately. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I worked really, really hard on that first deal. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. So it was a lot of... Uh, you know, real world experience. If anyone's ever taken the real estate course here in, in Georgia, it's nothing like the actual business. I mean, they basically teach you how to pass the test. <laughs> they don't teach you how to sell real estate. And yeah. so that was a good one. Uh, so what did you do in. after you signed your first deal? Were you doing, throw, you, you and your wife got to dinner? Did you throw some fist pumps out in the parking lot? Honestly, like this, champagne or what? this is going to be so disappointing. We did celebrate, <laughs> but that was late in March. And mm-hmm. so I got to a point where, you know, two or three days later, I think we closed on a Friday that following Monday, I was like, I'm basically jobless again. I don't have any yeah. clients right now, you know? And so, yeah, there was a quick high five and celebratory dinner, but then immediately back to work because I was like, that's Q1. We're done with Q1. Yeah. I still have nine months. I got to sell a house a month for the next nine months to meet my goal. Yeah. And so, but yeah, but having nothing in the pipeline was terrifying. So, I mean, I put my head down and now the landscape business was out of the way and going, I could just, you know, full steam ahead. And that's exactly what I did for the next six months. And I had my next closing in May, I believe. Um, that was a property that I sold. So I represented the sellers. Um, again, social proof to show you can do both sides is really, really mm-hmm. important. Not a whole lot of first year agents get listings in their first year. Um, so that was a good kind of statement. Yeah, that's very impressive. For me, uh, yeah, first year, that. it's very hard. So <laughs> It's tough. And, you know, again, it's hard for people to get, I mean, even to this day, I'll still meet people out that were lawn care customers or that know me as Lamarche Landscaping. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so how's the lawn care business? And I'm like, I sold it, like, back mm-hmm. in March. <laughs> you know, but it, you got to educate. And mm-hmm. so I never... I never put that back on them. I'm like, where have you been? You know, it's, it's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. I sold that business and I'm now doing this. But the more people that know you and know you of that, that now know me as the realtor, um, they understand that, you know, that's my new gig. So it's taken a long time though to really get people out of, you know, three years, three and a half years of that into this new thing. I mean, mm-hmm. even today I'm still telling people I don't have a lawn care business anymore. <laughs> so Um, but yeah, so had my second closing in May, I think. And then I had a back to back one on Friday and one on Monday for, uh, transaction three and four in, um, August, I think it was. Wow. Boom, boom. Pretty quick. That, that was sweet. And one seller, one buyer there as well. Nice. Um, but that's when I felt, felt like I started kind of getting some momentum, right? Yeah. Um, and then I picked up two new, uh, listings here over the last two months. Uh, one's, uh, here in Sandy Springs, just right around the corner from where we are now. It's currently listed at $2.3 million. Nice. And then uh, another one over in my neighborhood that's listed at $540. Um, so it's happening, like slowly but surely. And I'm super impatient, mm-hmm. but I've had to learn patience all over again and how it really needs to work. And again, mowing grass to selling houses is a, is a big investment jump. Like 150 bucks a month to I'll sell your $2.3 million house is a it's a big move and you yeah. can't, you can't expect it to happen overnight. Um, so I've been extremely blessed in this first year, but next year is going to be insane. Um, it's, it's not going to make sense to a whole lot of people what we're planning, but, uh, but I'm excited about it. That's exciting, Matt. Well, I ask everyone on the show this, and I'm curious your answer. What has been your biggest mistake in business? It could be the real estate landscaping, the eBay, the race, tra- any, any of your businesses. Yeah. 
What's been the biggest mistake you've made and what was the valuable lesson you learned from that mistake? Yeah, so there's and there's another business we didn't even talk about as soon as you said racetrack i was like oh yeah that business you're a serial <laughs> entrepreneur man that's that's uh totally forgot. we're talking to <laughs> smash it man the Duke he's Hall. got businesses he doesn't even remember <laughs> <laughs> well when they fail you tend to put them out of your mind as quickly as possible no um so yeah we had a business in 2018 me and a partner where uh we would do like racetrack experiences and i just totally forgot about that, but I'm glad you brought it back up. I think the biggest piece of advice is, um, and, and the biggest failure for me in both of those businesses, both the eBay business as well as the race car um, experience business, was that we didn't move fast enough. Um, when it was me just doing the eBay stuff, the market shifted. More people were selling their own stuff on eBay. They were going to garage sales and buying stuff and then well, flipping the it themselves. Car. So, you know, that, that business, I just didn't move. I didn't pivot fast enough. I did have a lot of nonprofits and professional organizations, businesses that would bring me stuff and I would sell it. But when that all dried up and I went to try to go get new customers, they were gone. Clients were just totally vaporized. So I didn't move fast enough. That was the first problem. The second problem was when you don't move fast enough and you don't adjust your business, if you can't adjust it fast enough, you may miss the wave. It's like surfing, right? Like you can work with the wave or you can work against it and get smashed, right? And so for me, um, making the transition and getting out of one thing and into another and specializing and moving from that thing to the next thing and finding better profitability or finding more revenue, mm -hmm. whatever the challenge is, you've got to move fast. As soon as you get a sniff that something is changing in your business, in the industry, in the economy, whatever, move, mm -hmm. go, 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 because it's going to go with you or it's going to go without you. And you, the last thing you want to be doing is sitting behind the wave watching everyone else surf. Man, last question, Matt. I know you got a meeting coming up here. You are extremely uh, driven, and, uh, you know, it's inspiring to me, your work ethic and just your intentionality and just we all knew once you're in real estate, like, man, Matt's going to blow it up. Like, it's just we just knew it. Like, you're going you're gonna to crush it. And you talk about goal setting. You have this drive. What's kind of that secret sauce of, of setting a goal and sticking on it and accomplishing that goal? What would you share? Because folks listening, I mean, we all are – go-getters, business owners, mm -hmm. but what's that secret sauce? You're just on fire, man. Well, I appreciate that. And I, you know, it's, it's hard to stay consistent. I think consistency is the key, right? Um, when I got married, before we got married, you know, my wife and I sat down and we had a real honest conversation about who we were, what we wanted to accomplish together separately, you know, because when you get married, it's both of you. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not me. It's we now. Right. And so I think the, the biggest piece of advice or the biggest thing I could say is that when and if you decide to get married, whoever you marry has to have the same goals. Mm. They don't have to have the same strategy of how you achieve those goals. They don't have to have the same outlook on those goals. But when you as a business owner, you as an entrepreneur want to try to do something, you've got to have pretty much complete and total support of your significant other. That's just how I see it. Without her, none of this would be possible. She gives me the bandwidth to do what I do, to support me and do what I do. And, and really, I now kind of feel that pressure, right? Like there's mm -hmm. this underlying thing of, I don't want to disappoint her. Yeah, <laughs> She's giving me this time and this effort and, and financial support as well. I mean, as you said earlier, she works as well. And she's, if not more successful than <laughs> I am, right? Um, 
but she she's a go-getter as well. And mm-hmm. I think when you find someone that's different enough from you, but also has the same goals and same drive and same um, kind of initiative that you do, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you kind of, you get to attack this thing together. And so for me, goal setting and business planning and all of that really is just kind of the, the next 20%. Having her buy-in, having her support me regardless of the decisions that I make, good, bad, or otherwise, mm-hmm. and knowing that I can lay, to, you know, lay down next to her every night and feel good about us, then we're fine. The other 20% will work itself out. <laughs> Man, that's good. Well, we really appreciate your time, Matt. You're on Instagram, LinkedIn. I see you on TikTok, man. <laughs> Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio, and then, bam, there's Matt LaMarche. <laughs> well, you know, I, I it's crazy. TikTok's amazing because I've been on there for so long, but I have been consuming it because I, I like to taste things. Oh, it's and addicting. Figure, and well, and so, you know, Eric, the, the pond digger, and and a bunch of yourself, Blake, uh, Caleb, all these guys are on it, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching it. And, I mean, for a year, a solid year I was on it and not really producing anything going, I need to taste it. Like, I need to figure out what works on here and mm-hmm. what doesn't, right? But, like you said, I'm watching people dancing, and I'm like, I'm not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And then I came across this real <laughs> I came across this realtor that was like, look, if you want to get your first house, step one, two, and three. And I was like, man, yeah. that's great content. Mm-hmm. Like, And so Snapchat, Vine, like very similar feel to those mm-hmm. two. Um, and I love Instagram. I used to be super, super heavy on Snapchat and just started to kind of work work my way out of it um, and more into Instagram and daily stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Anyone that's like kind of down on any social I'm just like, just give it time, you know, oh, yeah. but you're right. I mean, Eric was like dangerous, uh, dangerous times ahead. You're, I'm sending you three or four TikToks that <laughs> we're going to suck up like two or three hours of your life. Sure <laughs> enough. Like I get on it at 10 and the next thing I know it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm oh, like, it's, it's, what happened? it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. All, all of our friends, Caleb Allman and all of us, we all just, we're like, dude, I just spent like way too long. It's, it's so crazy. funny. It's crazy how quickly, I mean, I used to think Facebook was a good time suck. I definitely think Instagram is, but TikTok is like a whole nother dimension. There's some of them that are so funny. I'm just sitting there laughing so hard and people are, what's wrong? I'm like, that was funny. There's some good ones on there. There really are. And I love it. I mean, again, yeah. I, you know, it could be gone tomorrow and it would be fine. I mean, yeah. something else is going to come along and this always happens, you know, right, so right. Facebook is now for the 70 plus year olds and Instagram. Now you're seeing 50, 60 and 70 mm-hmm. year olds on it. I mean, it's just a matter of time. And so you and I are growing up with TikTok. I mean, I'm only 37, but I'm probably one of the oldest people oh, on yeah. TikTok by a, sh- by a long time. <laughs> so, but something uh, else is going to come along 20 years from now, and it's going to replace TikTok, and it's yeah. going to replace the next three things that happen in the next 20 years. And so um, it's just interesting to me, and I like, um, I like tasting it. I like consuming mm-hmm. and then producing because then you've got s- some context. Like yeah. you hear the music, and you're like, oh, okay, so everyone's doing that oh, yeah. to that song, <laughs> or I'm not doing it, you know, or everyone's doing this to that track. I was at... Publix, the grocery store today, I was checking out and the lady is like, hi, good morning. And then I was like, good morning. Today is a wonderful day. I literally said it out loud. No one had a clue. <laughs> and I was like, no one got it except me. The Lord was probably up there laughing, but I literally, if you don't watch TikTok, you wouldn't know, but it's so <laughs> it, came, it just came out like, it's good morning. So today is a wonderful day yeah. today. No, I love uh, it. And it is, it's just one of those fun, fun platforms that even if you're just consuming it, you can, like we said, sit there for two or three hours and not realize it's gone by, but people are just so creative. And yeah. I love that. Like I love, I respect that part of it mm-hmm. because that's so hard. 
in this day and age. I mean, our attention spans are just so quick. So you got to get it in, you know, 15, 20 seconds. I mean, I love it. Yeah, it's funny. It. So give them your, you guys, I know you, if you listen to this show, you got a lot of value added to your life. So go follow Matt at M. LaMarche. Is that what the Instagram is? Yep, M. LaMarche, L-A-M-A-R-S-H on Instagram. We try to do live, um, live videos. Uh, we do stories there. We do posts. Um, selling Sandy Springs is also on Instagram, but Facebook, Matt LaMarche, uh, TikTok is Matt LaMarche as well. Nice. And I got a referral. What's your referral, man? I got a, I got an accountant, uh, that lives in coming great job going to be moving to Sandy Springs. So I'm like, I got nice. the real estate agent awesome. for you. I appreciate that. So, uh, pretty good girl too. I was, <laughs> we'll see, but, uh, anyway, Matt, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank appreciate you, my it. friend. I hope you guys really enjoyed that conversation with Matt LaMarche. Matt definitely is an inspiration to me, and uh, several things he said today was really encouraging, especially about him setting goals. And uh, as we're going into a new year, I'm just really excited to set some goals that will stretch me a little, well, a lot, and uh, to really then have the hyper focus to uh, go out and stay honed in on those goals and uh, let's crush those goals and uh, accomplish them as we go into the new year. Well, speaking of the new year in 2020, right out of the gate on January 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama, that's just north of Birmingham, it is the Lawn Care Life Conference that's presented by Jobber. Jason Creole did a great job the last couple years putting this on, and I'm very excited to join everybody there this year. You can get 10% off with the discount code PAUL. That will be in today's show's link, so make sure you click on that link and uh, get signed up for the Long Care Life Conference and get 10% off with the uh, promo code Paul. Also, guys, don't forget, and uh, we thank Caleb Allman for sponsoring today's show. You guys can check him out at howtoinstallpavers.net where he has those two comprehensive guide series. You can either get the one on how to install pavers or the one on how to install retaining walls, and that will teach you all you need to know there to uh, get going there in the hardscaping world. And, of course, thank you to Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Take advantage of that free trial offer. All you got to do is click on the link in today's show's notes at getjobber.com forward slash IM forward slash green industry. And last but not least, guys, I want to say thank you to everybody who has been leaving ratings and reviews in iTunes as we celebrated earlier in the week, we had cracked the top 100 podcast in the business entrepreneurship section here in America, which is just wild and uh, super exciting to, you know, go through the list and see Gary Vaynerchuk, number one, you know, Dave Ramsey's uh, team's podcast, number five, and I'm scrolling through all these big brands and big podcasts, and then bam, number 78 was where we peaked earlier in the week, and it's all because you guys are sharing the show and uh, getting the word out and leaving those ratings and reviews. So we just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's taken the time in iTunes. You just click on write a review, drop a sentence or two, and it really means a lot to us. And uh, there's a five-star rating system there in iTunes as well. So if you've been blessed by our conversation with Matt today or and or the podcast in general, we would really appreciate if you could just take a quick moment click on write a review and uh, drop us a sentence or two of uh, your feedback of the green industry podcast well thank you guys for listening thanks again matt for your time today